Let's sit. No more Let's learn. Let's evolve. Let's talk. Today is no Let's Talk Social Justice with your host, Kevin Yowie. Good morning. You're listening to AAA Murray Country. I'm Kevin Yowie, and it's Tuesday. And that means today on Let's Talk, we'll be yarning all things social justice. I can't believe we're five weeks into Let's Talk for 2023. Our first five shows of Let's Talk Social Justice focused on state-sanctioned violence, and we're privileged to be joined in the studio and on the phones by our brother Bo Spiram, Professor Fiona Foley, the soon-to-be Dr. Amy McGuire, Auntie Ronigori, and of course the always insightful Professor Chelsea Watergo. Our next five-part series of Let's Talk Social Justice will focus on sovereignty and specifically how Aboriginal and Torres Strait community-controlled organisations in Queensland have exercised sovereignty and control and have remained accountable to the communities in which they serve. These conversations are, of course, attached to a larger project known as Still Here, and you can catch some previous episodes on our website. Still Here is a project led by the Institute for Collaborative Race Research in partnership with Anala Wongara, shout out to the 4077, and AAA. Still Here focuses on how Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander community organisations do much more than deliver services. They are sites of resistance to colonialism, ongoing struggle and emancipation. Buckle up, because today we're very privileged to be catching up with Diat Alphanik from the Torres Strait Islander Media Association to talk all about the organisation, its history and the ongoing work of Torres Strait Islander community-controlled media. Diat, thank you for joining us on the phone this morning. How are you? I'm um, Kapu Batanga, as we say up here in the Torres Strait. Um, great to be with you. Thank you very much. Diet, yeah, can you please begin by uh, introducing yourself, your mob, and, and where are you dialing in from specifically in the Torres Strait today? Uh, yeah, my, my people are from the islands of Badu and Mabiag, and that's in the western Torres Strait. Um, and on my dad's side, I'm Dutch, so that's the funny name there, Alpha Rink. Um, and I'm calling in from Kaurek country here on Thursday Island in, in the Torres Strait. Deadly, thank you. And... Diat, can you tell us a little bit about your role there? So I'm the CEO. I've been at SAMA now for about six um, and it's been a wild journey um, and it's been exciting and it's been great to be part of a legacy organisation, which has been going for more than 30 years now. Yeah, wow. Um, Diat, I'm wondering if you can tell us a bit about your organisation and its, and its connection with place and community up there. Well, SIMA was one of the, the uh, original organisations set up by uh, you know, our amazing leaders that have obviously come before us, um, mm. Annie Ellen Daphne and um, all the community that rallied around to support the idea of getting a media association set up um, essentially to tell our stories through, you know, through radio and, and have our voice heard. ABC were uh, uh, initially part of helping that set up and... Um, yeah, it's um, grown, obviously, over the years and become, I think, it's the third oldest um, Indigenous broadcaster in the country. Something to be very proud of, I bet. Mm. You spoke about the importance of having our voice and, and, and why why is it that so important to ensure that Blackfellas, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people um, get our voices out there and tell our stories? 
Well, it's through our lens and our perspective that we can only speak our truth. And I think um, that's really important for local media organisations to still be um, grounded in community, um, responsible to community, but also bringing information from the wide world to our to our people. And in ways that we respond to and, and um, whether it's in language or whether it's how we get and engage with our community locally, I think it's really important that we're we're the creators of our stories, but also that we're able to interpret what's happening in the world through our lens. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned um, Zyma has been up and running for you know, uh, around 30 years now, and you mentioned some of the old people that were in- instrumental in bringing that together. Can you tell us a little bit more, um, you know, 30 years is, um, takes us back to, I guess, the, the early 90s. Was there anything specifically happening around that time, that, to your knowledge, that um, specifically sparked um the mob to you know get get everything started yeah well so it's back in 1985 so over 35 years now oh wow Um, okay yeah um but yeah um in terms of it being an organization that um was set up obviously just you know a budding need to to get voices on the air and have have what you know other communities were already starting to have i think um yeah, I think the will of the people is, is you know, it's set up social organized, social justice organisations mm. to service and support women and communities. So I think the natural step was that those same um, same community members were saying, okay, well, what about radio as well, mm. you know? So um, I speak of Ellie Gaffney because she was one of those in, in pioneer um, aunt helping uh, establish and, and um, set up those the original organizations here and yeah um, yeah. and i'm wondering you know why is it so important that especially for community controlled orgs um in the mainland but also in the torres strait and why is it so important that it that it's developed by the local community um that really get these orgs started um well i think it's important because it comes from a place of wanting to to do to do better for our people. And I think part of that is um, always coming from a place of, you know, um, understanding what we need, you know, and a part of Mm. that is um, being strong about our culture, speaking in language if we have language, um, revitalising language, recording our songs, like all of that is part of Mm. our interest and our need to survive as as a people and as a community. So I think it, you know... Our culture is still very strong in the Torres Strait, but mm. how do we paint it so that our children and our grandchildren are still speaking our language? Um, Absolutely. And mm. um, I'm wondering, not only for the, um, you know, the, the continuation of, of culture and language, I'm wondering in what role does um, you, your, the radio up there work in terms of connecting people? And, of course, we know um, there's always lots of stuff in the media recently in terms of um climate justice and some of the challenges that um, mob up in the Torres Strait are having to experience due to rising sea levels. And what way does SIMA play in terms of um, connecting community but also sharing information? Um, it's really important. I mean, and, and I think SIMA has evolved into being a, a truly media association or, mm. so that it's not just radio. So we're, we're doing more film now. We're trying Definitely. to do more, you know, podcast series based on rising sea levels, mm. leadership, culture, like these are all big themes obviously for everybody. But, um, yeah, so it, the rising sea levels issue and climate change is really important, um, particularly for some of our broadcasters here whose 
families um, are from the top western communities of the Torres Strait, which are directly affected. So, um, you know, it is quite personal, but it's also um, how do we tell the story of, of what we need to see happen, but also what, what are we going to do? What are we going to do if we don't have an island to live on? What's the reality in 70 to 100 years? How do we maintain our culture um, without place? Yeah, you know? absolutely. <coughs> Deanna, I'm wondering if um, for listeners who aren't aware, are you able to um, sort of uh, describe just how many um, different island groups and, and, and islands that actually exist in the Torres Strait? I wouldn't be surprised if many listeners didn't actually know how many were up that way. So we have um, obviously clusters of, of islands. Yes. Um, so we've got the Eastern Island Group, um, which is made up of three three islands, um, Mer, Ulgar and Erub. So they're the three um, Eastern Torres Strait Islands. Yes. Um, we have the Top Western, which is Boigu, Saibai and Duan, which is uh, two of those islands are low-lying um um, which is, you know, one of the, one of the two islands that are impacted by climate change currently. Yeah. Um, and then you've got this, the central islands, which obviously is Coral Cay, and, and they're also severely affected by the rising sea levels. Um, so that's the communities of Masig, Ayama, um, Porma and Warber. So those four communities are the central cluster, yes. the Kulkagal Nation, and then we have the inner western so that's Badu, Mobiag, um, and Moa Island, which comprises of two communities, um, Kubin and St Paul's. And then also you've got the the inner, inner Torres Strait, which is the Kaoreg Nation, and yes. that's the islands of Thursday Island and uh, Prince of Wales and Hammond and Horn. And, yeah, so there's there's a whole lot of community living in all those yeah. um, islands. And obviously we also have... Our families that migrated um, over 75 years ago from Saibai that live on the northern peninsula area, so the communities of Saisia and Bamiga, who are, who are from our families from the top western. So that's they're also considered part of the Torres Strait as well. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, given given the um, how spread out the Torres Strait is, and all the different, like you mentioned, the clusters and all the different islands. I'm wondering, does um, Saima cover all those islands, and how does how does that work in terms of reception and um, access to different spaces um, that I imagine that, that are quite remote in some places? Yeah, so we have a coverage across the whole region and into the western. Uh, province of Papua New Guinea, so they can pick it up over the border there. Oh, true. So we often do a little shout-out to our well, country. Deadly, yeah. Um, and also um, we have our RIB stations, our remote Indigenous broadcasters. So we've we've got five of those stations set up now and we're hoping to do some more in the future. But, yeah, at the moment we've got five. So one at Arab, um, one at Warabar, Poruma, St Paul's and um, Yam island or ayama so yeah that's the plan is that we have um remote broadcasting facilities and platforms for all of our all of us all of our communities absolutely so important yet i'm wondering um what are some of the challenges your organization has faced and and how have you responded to some of those challenges well i came into the organization you know when it was challenged (laughs) so i think it's been a it's it's really important that um, NGOs have good leadership from the top, whether it's 
a good, you know, president or chairperson mm. and a great board that can, you know, be able to support the organisation through the hard times as well as, you know, celebrate the good ones. And um, obviously staff, having good staff is really important and, you know, life changes, people move on and a lot of training and, you know, encouraging and inspiring our younger generation I think is, is really important for, for NGOs like SIMA because a lot of people started their media career at SIMA, you know, and have, and have evolved to, to do national national work as well. And they all, all say I came, you know, came in after school and did the request Deadly. line or, Yep. You know, I started Don't forget with, where you come from, eh? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's it's really important. It's a training ground. It's um, it's a place where people start, but it's also a place where people come back to after they've um, done done other things in life. We've just um, employed a, our business manager, who's been a broadcaster, marketing manager. Now he's our, you know, the, the, at the top there as yeah. a business manager for the whole organisation. So. That sort of experience is really important to bring back to our community as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yet I'm wondering, where do you see the influence of your organisation's origins in your work? Um, how do you mean the influence of how we yeah, work? Yeah, so or? in terms of how um, how Simon come about, um, are those sort of fundamental values, those um, the reasons why it was first created, are they still... Um, um, being exercised through your work today, those core sort of beginning reasons? Well, I think that's how we, that's how a place like this can be successful is that it obviously attracts people that are, have those um, aspirations to always remain true to community, always be grassroots, be responsive. But when they need to talk to government, we can, you know, sit with the Prime Minister in the mm. studio and interview him about what he thinks of whatever, mm. you know, that these are really important um, spaces to be able to hold your ground, you know, if, yeah. you know, saying, oh, the minute, you know, the minister for, is going to meet you. I said, no, the minister, the prime minister can come to us if you like. Hey, tell him. And, uh, and they did. And, and it was so important. And he had a half an hour conversation with one of our broadcasters in that. And it wasn't just rushed and it wasn't just, um, oh, you know, um, oh, here's the local media. And it was, you know bit of a five-minute yarn. It was a really serious, in-depth conversation. And this was after uh, Prime Minister had, had been to Gama. So he was really, really, you know, into having a yarn. And he even mentioned it the day after. I'm glad I had a really good chat, you know. Deadly. And I think that's the importance of holding your ground is that you mm. make the important people come to you because the importance of this place is that it should be a place to interact and network and collaborate and inspire and motivate and lead. Absolutely. I'm wondering what, what makes SIMA, your organisation, so successful and accountable and effective in your community? <laughs> People can growl you in the street and you've got to... Hey! <laughs> no. <laughs> but same time for real, though. <laughs> three all the time? I don't know. Um, no. Because uh, you love it? No. Mm -mm. Um, I always think it's about, okay, the community want this, you know, or, or they're telling us we want, you know, can you organise this? Um, we, again, it comes back to being responsive and accountable, you know. And, you know, you're not going to get everything right. But also when you don't get things right, it's really important to say, you know, I'm sorry we didn't do that proper. Yeah. You know, we'll, come, we'll make sure we do it right next time. Absolutely. Just, you know, 
that's all about being honest, you know. Um, And I think too much leadership now tries to be higher than it needs to be from our people. Mm. And that's why NGOs and and places like SIM are important because people can walk in the door and ding the bell and say, hey, I want to talk to Diet. Yeah. Have a growl about whatever, or yeah, I want to talk about Dia because I got I, I want to growl her about this thing I heard the other day. Yeah, yeah, and then I have to say like, oh well, that's not right, or yes, that's true, but what? Why? Why are we doing that? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and that's important, you know, and if it, it's important about how um we go about our business whenever we are out in community, whether it's oh. an outside broadcast, whether we're hosting Reconciliation Week, oh. it's really important that we are ethical and um, you know, do our business in a way that encourages our people to be good at what they do and um yeah not bring people down but rise uh, together and Mm -mm. raise people up yeah Yeah. love that yeah you've sort of touched on this a bit in 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 previous answers but i'm wondering um in the broader sense also how how is saima different from a large peak or a mainstream organization and and what does that mean for your community um well, obviously, we're in the Torres Strait, so there's always the issue of being remote yeah. um, and, you know, regional and having issues of, say, Telstra went down last week for three days. Oh, true. Um, and so what does that mean for people getting money out of the ATM of or um, organising, you know, we're organising, people can't ring us, we can't ring them, oh. that kind of stuff. Um, I think you've got to be, you know, with the adversity of where we're placed, I think we've, you've got to be flexible and you've got to be able to um, also move with the technology. I think there's a big, you know, there's a big need to do that. I think when we just stay with radio, we're just limited to what people do, you know, the auntie turns on the radio every morning. Mm. But how do we get to our young people? How do we encourage our young people to do cultural exchange and language revival and renewal and maintenance? How does the organisation um, continue to do that work as well? Yeah. Um, Young people in your community and the importance um, role that Simon plays in sort of connecting but also encouraging, you know, mob to get involved in, 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 in media in the broad. I'm wondering how um, – what, what do you imagine for the future of Simon in your community? If you could look towards the future – well, I, for me, I think Sama has got to be a hub of creativity, essentially, mm. because that's what media and, and arts and culture are, and that's essentially who we are. We're messengers. We're people that tell stories. We we have the information, and we want to, you know, inform our community. But also, Sama needs to um, broaden its you know, reach as well. So Sima Music, we're starting the Sima Music label, Sima Films, we're creating more films. Deadly. Um, Sima Projects and, and Festivals. So we're really being the f- sort of runner for contemporary music and performing arts every mm. two years, having a biannual festival. So leading that in supporting our musicians, which obviously is really important to our to our radio business. Of course. Of course, as a um as a, c- a community member down here in Mianjin, Brisbane Blacks, um, I've um been watching yeah AAA over the years, um, Murray Country expand and similar to what you're saying with Soma, um, getting creative in terms of um exploring media and and media 
uh, outside of radio as well and seeing who else we can bring in to those um, conversations and some of those activities as well. Because like you say, it's, um, it can be a, um, these places can be a really important hub in our communities to bring mob together and to sort of facilitate some of these events, right? It's exciting, you know, it's live, you know. Yeah. I don't know, we just, you know, few more, you know, we need some more radio plays or we need more, you know, animations or whatever it is young people, community want to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm wondering what, um, what, what, who's some of the biggest, um, who gets a lot of the airtime up on some of the um, Cyma radio up that way? Um, well, obviously we have a lot of, lot of our local um, music um, from our island communities, and a lot of our listeners love to hear that. And then, obviously, we we have you know normal music, yeah. but you know it's pretty much our music. Um, and I think the best thing is anyone who is a Torres Strait Islander person that can tune in anywhere in Australia on the app and listen to us is is reconnecting themselves back to to their homeland, um, because the majority of island people do live on the mainland. Yeah. So. There's only a few of us in the homeland here. So we've also started um, the Torres News. We've run the newspaper now. Deadly. Um, and so that's a weekly newspaper that we um, print, and we also have that as an online subscription. So that's to try and inform our, our diaspora of Torres Strait mob on the mainland as well as having the, the print here for our communities. Mm. So, yeah. I'm wondering what, um, in terms of... Thinking about the future generations um, in the work that Simon does, how would you describe sovereignty and, and accountability to community? Well, I mean, how we we all live on our community, which is the benefit of being living and you know practicing your your culture and, and lifestyle. So I suppose sovereignty is really important. We've just had the sea claim. Victory for our mob. Yeah, and, and for people who may means. not know about the sea claim victory, can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Um, well, essentially it was a long struggle, I think. I can't talk a lot about it because I don't want to talk the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course. Okay. Otherwise they'll be in that studio growling you later. Nah. They'll be like, you didn't say the right thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so essentially it recognises that we are connected to the sea uh, Sealands, and it was a was a joint claim mm. um, from the the mainland Aboriginal Yarragunai mob to yes. right through to 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 Murray Island, and so it was the biggest land uh, sea claim. Sorry, it was the biggest sea claim that involved Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, and the federal court came to Thursday Island and handed down the decision. So it was amazing. It was landmark yeah. and historic. And yeah. I know um, a lot of mob um, on the mainland are, uh, are watching um, you very closely, obviously, um, very aware of the impact of um, rising sea levels and, and what that um, might have, particularly in the Torres Strait with mob. And you mentioned, obviously, some of the low-lying islands are already starting to get impacted. And, um, yeah, so obviously, yes, yeah, standing in solidarity with, um, with you mob up there as well. 
Diad, it's been an absolute pleasure um, this morning. Thank you for joining me here on Let's Talk Social Justice AAA. Um, for anyone who wants to know a little bit more about uh, the Torres Strait Islander Media Association, um, have a look online and um, definitely catch up with these yarns on AAA website also. Diat, thank you very much for joining me and um, I can't wait to yarn with you again sometime in the Kevin future. Thank you. Tada, have a good day. No more whispering in our mind. Let's talk Monday to Friday at 9am on AAA Murray Country, the National Indigenous Radio Service and iHeartRadio. You can catch up on AAA.org.au, proudly supported by the Community Broadcast Foundation.